0: Welcome to Screen on the Spot Remote. Hi. Hi. We
1: have a remote. It's been a few yeah, weeks.
0: It has been a few weeks. It's uh, and we have so much to talk about because of that.
1: Yeah. Like what, Sarah?
0: <laughs> that was so natural. <laughs> thank you for thank you for that, Justin. No, um, no well, problem. there's there's lots of movie news happening. Um, and we've been just watching lots of stuff. So yeah. We have lots of reviews to share with people, which is exciting. Um, um, let's talk about this Oscar news that's happening. So, big news in the Oscar world because um, lots of things are not being released in theaters right now. The Oscars is going to allow um, VOD releases to qualify because of the theaters being closed. So, that's crazy. Yeah. It is. Yeah.
1: I, not surprising and probably good, just because I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know bes- how many movies have gone straight to VOD yet. That would probably actually like
0: qualify for anything. Qualify for
1: anything, but I mean, I don't know. Like, maybe like trolls. Trolls, War, yeah, War,
0: yeah. Trolls would be for um, animated film. Yeah. But that would have probably gotten a nomination, anyways, right? Don't you think? Maybe? Yeah,
1: probably. Pot- well, it's not that good. It's not that great. Not that um, but, uh, but maybe it depends on what else what else comes
2: out. Uh, of. I really enjoyed, uh, and we'll probably talk about what we've seen later with The Assistant. Um, I could see Julia Garner getting some love at this point in time. Uh, if the if all movies stopped and it was like <laughs> season, then I could see her getting some Oscar love, but I don't know that the movie is strong enough, uh, to uh-huh. be nominated. but that was, I think, a straight to on demand.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, which is cool. But At this
0: point, it's going to be like Chris Hemsworth for his extraction movie, best yeah. actor.
2: <laughs> right. Well, did you see, um, I think regarding that, there was an article in the Kansas City Star about, I think the writer was from Overland Park of Extraction.
0: Yeah. So That's cool.
1: I've
2: got the IMDb up right now because I watched it. Their, their title was like violent Chris Hemsworth movie. Uh, has a Kansas tie to it. And I'm like, oh, that's, is it really that violent? Uh, well, it was written by Joe Russo. No. So I don't know. I don't know what they were. I should probably read articles. Yeah,
0: and the director was also an Avengers um, or like a Marvel guy. He was like second camera unit for the Avengers. He directed it.
1: Yes, and Andy was a stuntman. Did a lot was of stunts. He,
0: was he from Kansas? Because that would be cool. No,
1: it's, so it's the guy who wrote the graphic novel that, that, that extraction is based on. He went to Shawnee Mission
2: West High
0: School. We should talk to that man. Yeah. That's cool.
2: Get him on the phone right now. <laughs> yeah,
0: get him on the horn. Um, other Oscar changes is, uh, there's some category changes too, which I actually think this is makes sense. And they, I guess they've been talking about this for a few years, is that they're going to combine the best sound editing and best sound mixing into one category. And it's just going to be best sound. Because... Yeah. I think people were mostly confused on what the difference was between those two. And the reason, one of the reasons they had been talking about this for years is a lot of the times the same movie wins the same, that, both those categories. Even though last year didn't, remember? Because last year it was, um, shoot, now I don't even remember what it well, was. Well, Ford v.
1: Ferrari got one of them. Ford v. Ferrari and then um,
0: 1917. Yep. So... But most of the time, it's the same movie when both categories, they're like, oh, let's just combine the two. So.
1: It's probably one of the categories or those two are probably the categories that, like, people just kind of blindly put, I would guess. Like, well, if we're going to vote for this one here, let's do this. Or they think about splitting it or whatever. Right. It's probably never. I don't know. I'm, I think it's a, I mean, it's a little sad. Sometimes it's different people, but I guess if they're still able to be on the same category, I, I don't know. It's like, but at the same time, it's it's one of those categories that doesn't, like, I don't, I don't.
2: That's always what everyone asks is, what's the difference between sound mixing and sound editing? Yeah. Yeah. And right. I, I always ask that every year, even though everyone tells me, but I still don't remember because it's just, it's,
0: yeah. It's kind of weird. Yes. Yeah, but the Oscars are still scheduled for February 28th of 2021, which seems so far away, but also not far away because <laughs> we're already in May, which is yeah. crazy. Um, but we'll, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be such a weird telecast unless things just start getting, you know, like the normal Oscar releases start coming out in November. Then I think
2: though they're going to have to start releasing these movies just on demand at that time comes, because I don't know. I mean, maybe by then we would have theaters that are opening, you know, and then they're going to have like different precautions. But I, I feel like, um, I don't know. I think there's going to be some changes that are going to have to be made. And I think studios are going to take into consideration. Well, if there's not very many people in theaters, should we just release it on demand?
1: Right? Yeah. So,
2: I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it's theater, So
1: even when theaters open up, I don't know if people are going to rush out. Right. No. Right. Like we, I think we've talked about that before. I don't, it might still take a little while for people to really get adjusted or get comfortable with going.
0: Well, in our city, at least they can't because they they said ten percent of the occupancy level. Right. So, like that applies to theaters. Like you can only oh, right. have ten percent of the people in your building. So, like that's like one person per theater.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I like you guys, but I don't want to sit there and watch a at all. So.
0: <laughs> you don't. Rude.
2: Uh, you I mean, no, I um, wouldn't watch a movie with you because I wouldn't have to talk to you both.
0: Right yes you could wear a mask um okay. well like the so the normal rules for the oscars are, for a qualifying run is the film must be um wait hold on yeah normally like if it's a theatrical or at least it has to like have a, a run in los angeles to be considered but they're saying that's going to be all different now mm-hmm. Um, the film must be made available on the secure Academy screening room member only streaming site within 60 days of the film's streaming or VOD release. So those are huh. the new rules.
1: Yeah, I'm sure like some studios there, if they've been waiting to release stuff or if they've delayed stuff, you know, I'm sure there'll be a lot more likely now to be like, well, let's just go ahead and put it out. Mm hmm. Um, plus it's good. So I, and I haven't watched it yet because I just don't want to spend the 20 bucks on it, but there's a movie called, uh, never rarely, sometimes, always. That's apparently incredible that did go straight to VOD because the theatrical release had to be canceled. Um, I have heard nothing but great stuff about it, but that's kind of good news for that movie because if it's really as good as it is, maybe it'll have a chance to, you know, be in the running for that stuff now. Mm -hmm. Um, so
0: Well, speaking of VOD, there was like a little kerfluffle between Universal Movies and um, AMC. And I guess Regal was also in on this, too, because Universal Movies, kind of the CEO in an interview, he he implied a little bit that um, they were going to maybe in the future also release things on demand at the same time that it was in theaters, which definitely like goes against the agreement they have with movie theaters that there can only be a theatrical run and it cannot be rented or seen on your TV at home. So AMC got all upset about that, said, Nope, sorry. And I guess Regal said a little bit of this too. Nope, sorry. We'll just not show any universal movies in our theaters if they're going to break our agreement. Um, and now the Universal CEO has kind of walked back a little bit on it. And he said, the, the theater experience is how people make their movies and how they expect the movies to be seen. So um, I think he kind of clarified that VOD is not going to be a replacement for releasing things in movies. But, like, the trolls did really well. So yeah. I, I understand why, you know, for them it's about making money. So of course they want to release things on demand for people to purchase in their homes and not just do the
2: theaters. I, I want to. I want to know uh, how that would be for you. Like I know you personally like to go see movies in theaters, but I feel like you can't be staying at home with when you have kids watching a movie. I feel like that would be so much easier and less cheaper. And cheaper. I mean, have you have you enjoyed staying at home and preferred to spend you know twenty dollars or whatever and? Be well, able to, you know? I especially certain movies
1: because I do love going to the movies and I love the theater experience. It, it depends. A kids movie, hell yeah, I'll pay twenty bucks for to half of forty eight hours. We watched that Trolls movie three times that weekend, wow. and you know when you're not buying concessions and it's me and Casey and Sadie. Elliot would be free, of course, but I mean, that would add up. And then, oh, plus, a, yeah. I mean, like, you don't that, have to take her and and to the bathroom.
0: Food. Like there's no bathroom right. breaks. You could actually that, watch that. That would movie. add up.
1: And so getting to watch it that many times, especially for the price. Yeah. But like, you know, I mentioned before Casey and I watched Emma. I mean, that was still probably cheaper for two of us, you know, and you're thinking about concessions or babysitter or whatever, but like, Sometimes I go to movies by myself. It wouldn't be cheaper to go, you know, if, mm-hmm. uh, like if Tenet, if uh, Christopher Nolan's new movie is released on VOD, it would be cheaper for me to go pay $11 at the theater versus $20 at home. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, for a kid's movie, then yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot cheaper and, Makes it's
0: sense. cheaper until you think about the rewatch because if you wanted to watch Tenet again right after watching it, you could do that with your VOD oh, purchase sure. and then it's like, well, I, that was my $20. Like, I just, I would have sure. spent more than that if I saw it twice in theaters. That's a good so. point. Yeah. But, I, I mean, cool. that's a movie that you don't want to see sitting at home. Like right. I, I mean, it's that's kind of the point of this. It's like, those movies are made for the theatrical release. Like, you want to see those big movies with the surround sound and yeah well, not on your home tv or you
2: just go buy a sound bar i mean <laughs> still both. doesn't
0: sound as good
2: yeah
0: but even like uh but i, I do, do I, think sorry oh, go ahead no, you went. no i was gonna say i do think that that doesn't apply to everybody though because i think some people are just perfectly fine watching big blockbusters on their tv just because of the convenience like i think movie nerds like us are like no that is 100 <laughs> i am watching that in imax i am watching that <laughs> in a big theater with, you know, I don't think the majority of people care about stuff like that. I think people who care about movies care about stuff like that.
1: Sure, yeah. It's tricky because I don't know if something like Trolls would have been as successful on BOD had people not been stuck at home. Because even if you think about, like maybe if theaters were open or not open or whatever, it doesn't matter if we had the opportunity to go places and go do things, take our kids to the playground or to a restaurant or whatever, I don't even know. I mean, I think that would have made a difference. You know, I mean, trolls might have only been quite as successful as it was on BD because what else are you doing? You know, mm-hmm. it's an easy thing to entertain your kids for an hour and a half. So I, I think for them to think, well, this was very successful, that's how what our model should be. I think is, a, is still premature, but I also understand, especially for a movie like Trolls, why it could be successful in that way. Um, I don't know. I just don't want that. I guess I just don't want things to change. And I, so that makes me more nervous than anything, just because I worry about the quality of movies. If the idea is like, well, we're just going to do things to, on VOD. Cause if you think about movies that are made for streaming and obviously we get stuff that's good, like marriage story or, um Irishman or Roma or whatever but like action movies or comedies they're just the pacing's weird they're not necessarily good movies they're there just to give you entertainment because you're at home so I guess I worry a little bit about you know that aspect of it the quality of movies will start getting
0: like the only reason why I disagree with that argument is because what they're doing on tv you know, like, uh, I feel like the stuff that's being released on HBO, you know, like, I mean, Game of Thrones is a perfect example, like, how cinematic that was, and it was made for TV. So, like, I think you can still do it well. Uh, um, yeah, I don't
2: know. I would like all options. I would like...
0: Yeah, I agree. I don't want things to change.
2: Like, the option, like, I... Cause I'm just more of a home body and, but it is fun. Like the, I mean, it was ironic cause we always like have been credit to Fandango, And then we finally used it. And because we haven't been to a movie in like what seems like a year. And then we saw invisible man, ironically, like two weeks before theaters closed. Um, and this whole thing happened, but it was a really fun date night. Um, and you can't get that at home. I mean, we watch movies all the time at home, but it was just nice to to be able to get out and have a traditional date night, just for the aspect of going to see a movie. Yeah. Um, but it would be nice to have both, like because there are movies that I'm dying to see, but I'm like, uh, I don't want to go on opening weekend and have to deal with the crowd because I just don't like big crowds of people stuffed in the movie theater. But I know you you guys do.
0: Also, oh, I don't like cra- Justin and I don't like crowds. Uh, but
2: the Avengers crowd and the Spider Man crowd. And...
0: That I mean, that's not out of the cl- it's out of necessity to see the movie like right when it opens like yeah. I, I would much rather see a, a something in a crowded loud movie theater than spoiled online you know like i have to wait a week like i want to see it when it comes out like those specific ones sure I don't well like it would be
1: interesting to see what happens just because like, like if more theaters say they're not going to play universal movies because Universal has the Fast and Furious movie next May or whatever. They've got the new Jurassic World movie next year. Uh, like they, They've got some pretty big movies, and if those don't play in theaters, that's going to be a big bummer. Yeah.
0: Maybe it just gives the little guys a chance to play them, and that's everyone true. will flock to the smaller I mean, theaters. Just be
1: like, we'll, we'll play Universal movies, Come yeah. Here.
0: Um, I, I seriously doubt this will, it'll happen. It sounds like the CEO is already trying to walk back what he was saying. So sure. um, I think they're making amends with the theaters after saying something like that. But. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of like big budget franchises that are definitely made for the theater. Um, the matrix is going to be coming out next year, I believe. And we have a little sneak peek of it. Cause the John wick director who got to start working on the matrix, um, this is what he said. He said, it's definitely from what I know of it, it's incredibly fun. I think if you're a fan of the original tri- trilogy, you're gonna love this. Coming back with a vengeance. So that made me happy, because I, I read the Matrix trilogy.
1: The, those two guys who did the first, because it was two of them on the first John Wick, that they're gonna return to the Matrix to do some stunt work, which I think is pretty cool. Like, yeah, sure, they're doing big time movies now, directing but to go back and help with stunts on on that is, is pretty neat but yeah I'm, I'm obviously pretty excited i also i think it was in, it might have been the same interview he it there's no way john wick four is going to come out when they say it's supposed to come out because he said they haven't even finished a script for it yet right but, but its release date was the same day as same the matrix, day as matrix so
0: yeah and i don't know where the matrix is in their production right now um if they've started it but obviously this guy's seen some stuff or read maybe he's just read the script and he's saying it's gonna be great i don't know or maybe they've already seen, like
1: there there's been there were some photos from sad i think it, they had to shut down production um, yeah they
0: probably had to but yeah i hope it's good um i'm a big fan of the, that trilogy even though it doesn't make a lot of sense <laughs> it was still really fun to watch
1: i haven't watched the second or third one in many many years <laughs> and I don't really guess I plan well okay maybe I will before the fourth one comes out just so I'm caught up yeah but the, I've seen the first one a bunch and I just, I still love to watch that one but
0: I remember when the first one came out and everyone's like I don't understand like I was the one explaining to everybody what the movie was about I'm like oh like because I, I got it but then uh, second and third one it's like I don't really understand this yeah. but I read a lot about it so I get it but it's still pretty confusing
2: so is this supposed to be a fourth one, like a sequel to the third?
0: Yeah, it's the fourth Matrix.
2: So how, what, I, so Neo's back from?
0: He's in it. Right? Yeah.
2: He's he's gonna
0: be in the space somewhere, like I. I'm I don't know. I haven't read the script yet, Chris. But I'll let you know when I do.
1: <laughs> they, they have a lot of like Neil Patrick Harris is in it, and uh, 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 oh gosh, what's his name? Who was in Us, and he was in Watchmen. Um
2: oh yeah that guy
1: yeah his name I always forget because it's uh I always mispronounce it too, but
0: who was in Us and Watchmen?
1: He's in the new Candyman
2: yes. movie. Yeah, I forgot. I don't know
0: who also was in Us and also he, he was Black Man to an Aquaman.
2: Candyman.
0: He was not an Us, was he?
1: Yeah, he was her dad at the beginning.
0: Oh yes. Yeah.
1: Gotcha. Anyways. Uh I'm sure it'll be i I'm sure it'll be
0: a blast. From yeah. the past. Yeah, yes. Blast from the past. Let's talk about this blast from the past. You just gave me the greatest segue, Chris. I'm totally oh, pulling at you that. there. Um so <laughs> two books that I read a long time ago and that were also made into movies. sounds like they're both making a comeback. Um, first off is twilight. There's going to be maybe a new twilight book, which I'm guessing would probably eventually be made into a movie. But uh, the author, Stephanie Meyer like has put a countdown on her website and it's like counting down to May 4th. So that's Monday. I don't know. Nobody knows what it's about, but people think that maybe she's releasing, um, a book called midnight sun which was like shelved mm-hmm. earlier and it was from the perspective of edward so like will
2: he- back Robert a movie?
0: i know will he do another would he do another movie like if this gets made into a movie he's a I lot older now i don't know
2: yeah i think he's moved past that but I'm shocked yeah i mean if zach efron wasn't even a part of the high school musical reunion Video for- That's
0: because he was, like, out in the middle of nowhere and didn't have good, like, Wi-Fi.
2: He's the only one that came out
0: of that whole series. Yeah.
2: And look at him now. He's crazy.
0: I really liked on that reunion special where they were like, we're missing somebody. And everyone's like, yeah, you're missing Zach Efron. And then, like, Corbin popped up. And they're like, oh, Corbin's here. Like, no, that's not who you're missing. You're missing <laughs> <laughs> You're missing Zach Efron. <laughs> Let's not pretend like we're excited for Corbin, like no. Zach Efron. That made me laugh. And then the other thing is um, we're getting another Hunger Games, which is crazy. And we are actually getting a Hunger Games movie. That's confirmed. So um, Suzanne Collins is writing a prequel, and it's going to be um, called The Ballad of the Songbirds and Snakes. And it's um, the story of President Snow. So when he was like a young guy, 18 years old, President Snow, long before Katniss Everdeen entered the picture. Um, and it's already going to become a movie at Lionsgate. Book hasn't been released yet, but it'll be a book and then it'll be a movie. So
2: Do, uh Donald Sutherland, but be aged. Yeah.
0: Um, oh, <laughs> like, what if he doesn't? Yeah. I mean, I guess they probably wouldn't need Donald Sutherland. No. It probably... so I was like, he's getting up there in age.
2: Yeah, I'll probably give it to Taron Egerton.
0: Oh, he'd be good in it. Yep. But he—I don't know—that Taron could pass for an eighteen-year-old.
1: That's
0: true. <laughs> Timothy, Timothy Chalamet.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my favorite actor, or my other favorite actor, um, what's, what's
1: Lucas Hedges.
0: Lucas Hedges.
1: <laughs> oh God! It probably will be Lucas Hedges.
2: Ugh. It probably will. He can be playing. Apparently, he can be—he can play anything. I mean, in mid 90s, he played like a 17 year old, right? Yeah. Well, he was only like 21 or something. He's oh, not I that don't.
0: old. He's yeah. Like well, we just cast that movie, so. <laughs>
1: yeah. Lucas um, is in everything. Yeah. I didn't finish that trilogy. I only saw the first two. I never saw the third and fourth of those movies. Right, same.
0: They're good. Um, I actually enjoyed the book. Again, I read these like, I don't know, when was this? 10 years ago? It's weird that they're making like a resurgence of twilight and light or uh, and hunger games because i'm like wow i was reading that in my like early 20s and right. <laughs> now it's coming back but the, i thought the movies were well done i really yeah. do um i thought jennifer lawrence did a good job um disney is officially moving forward with a live action hercules and guess who's going to be attached to the project
2: I heard the Russo brothers are producing. Yeah, it.
0: Joe and Anthony Russo.
2: Are they? Can they just like get off everything? Like see <laughs> their name is on everything now. It's true. They're gonna be man. I mean, they're
0: hot. They're hot stuff right now.
2: Yeah, until they screw something up, and then <laughs> the first bad thing to do.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I'm kind of excited for a live action Hercules. I, I like the animated movie a lot. Um, they better bring Danny DeVito
0: in. Mm-hmm.
1: He, he can play the guy.
0: Absolutely. Um, actually, Hercules was not one of my favorite Disney movies, but yeah, it's fine. And I'd be happy to see the Russos take the helm of that, and Danny DeVito join. And I guess people really want Ariana Ariana Grande to play Meg.
1: Oh, okay.
0: She sang like her song during the Disney like sing along that they had on TV. Not
2: that long ago. Uh, guess so is Hercules a musical or was it a, I never really well, saw it I think all,
0: all those Disney movies are aren't they technically musicals uh-huh. yeah, yeah they have music exactly. in them. Yeah. yeah so that's movie, happening
1: I think that'd be a really fun live action one I wouldn't be surprised I mean if they took the music out of it like Mulan they probably could because there's a lot of like it could yeah. be a pretty good
0: action epic right yes who could play Hercules The Rock
1: C- Chris Hemsworth <laughs> <laughs>
0: Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. I bet he would if the Russos. Oh, so this was funny. Um, I told you, you guys we're watching like a ton of Community right now, and um, uh, Brie Larson was in an episode. I'm not sure she's going to be a recurring character, but I was like, well, the Russos were involved with Community. Is this how Brie Larson got her Captain Marvel role, maybe? Because oh. they were obviously familiar with her from doing right. Community. So I wonder if yeah. that.
1: She's only in like three episodes. It's a bit of a bummer.
0: Yeah.
2: I awesome. didn't realize how many people were involved in the community because I, I wasn't really paying attention but last night making dinner uh, I had the community special on and I didn't know Parks that- and Rec. Oh jeez
0: Different shows I
2: was going to say Rafi was part I didn't know he was part yeah. of oh,
0: John Rafio, is that what you're talking about?
2: Is that his name Justin? No Ra- no no Rafi from the league he's talking about oh. Jason Oh Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah, Jason has played a recurring character in Parks and Rec. He's actually in one episode of Community in season six, though. Okay. So.
0: Is he the awful mayor?
1: No, in Parks and Rec, he's like the perfume guy. Uh, oh. I forgot what his name is.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I know what
1: you're talking
2: about. Sorry, wrong bad segue, wrong show. <laughs> I don't watch these things.
0: You should watch Community, though. I think it's hilarious. So many it's people
2: so funny. Um, and Parks and Rec.
0: Community is just really, like, creative, and they have, like, it's just, I mean, it's like, whoa, who's doing this stuff on TV back in that time period? Like, no one was doing this stuff. With like they were Chevy in Chase in community. community. Yeah. Yeah. And so was Kelly Nyberg.
2: Oh, that's right. Our
0: friend Kelly Nyberg. She made several appearances as a background extra, and I was watching it, and I paused it, and I yelled, that's Kelly, because... <sighs> I didn't know that she was an extra on that show and she was like in these episodes. It was weird.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm currently in season six. I think I'm halfway through season six. So it's the last season, but it's a, yeah, such a great show.
0: Yeah. But there, there was a Parks and Rec's reunion last night. I did not watch it. Um,
1: we haven't watched I it forgot. yet. I forgot about it. We watched Dave and What We Do in the Shadows last night, so we'll probably try. To, we'll, we're going to check out the Parks and Rec special tonight.
0: That's exciting. There was also a Goonies reunion, which I didn't see yeah. either, but did either of you watch that?
1: No, I, I like, just saw pictures from it and read like the summary of it. Um,
2: see, that's my problem is I saw a picture, and I was like, wait a minute. Josh Gad is in, was in the Goonies? But he was, like, <laughs> I think host. he hosted it, yeah. Okay, but it was cool that, to see in, just in that picture that Josh Brolin wasn't yeah. cool. Because I, I always hate when stars are like too big for Zac Efron who was too big now to show up to the high school musical. I
0: world. think it's because his Wi-Fi sucked. I don't think it's because he was too big.
2: do make excuses for Zac Efron, Sarah. <laughs> Cut,
0: Cut him some slack.
1: I think it's cool that so many people have been doing these reunions though. Just like the really cool stuff in general that people are doing during this weird you know, time. Like, I think, I re- I didn't, I don't have Snapchat or whatever. I'm not a Snapchatter, but I guess Will Smith had, like, a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion on Snapchat also. Huh. Um. So I think it's sort of neat that these people are kind of
0: getting, getting together and doing that. I do uh, too. I hope that stuff continues. Like, yeah. I mean, I know people obviously have more time on their hands so they can do stuff like that, but I I think just, like, from a creativity standpoint, like, it just feels like a really creative time because people are, like, doing all these things, and I I, I don't want to see that end. I like that.
2: Uh, Speaking of reunions, so I was watching on TV Jurassic Park the other day. Do we know, have we heard anything, if the boy from Jurassic Park is going to be in the next one? Because wasn't he the holdup that, like, the... That's
0: what people think.
2: He he had a mysterious
1: tweet. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think that it's been confirmed, and, and because production's been delayed now, I don't. I, don't, I mean,
2: I'm sure it'll be, it'll be the only one that they were waiting on, right? Because didn't. Everyone: Sam Neill, Laura uh, Linney. Um, wait. Laura, it's
0: not Laura, Lin- I Laura Linney.
2: <laughs> Laura, I get Laura Linney and Laura Dern confused. Jeez! But and then the the girl and then the
0: boy. I don't uh, think they've said the daughter's going to be in it. Okay. I don't think they know I, I the main characters, yes, but I don't think any of the kids have been confirmed yet. But yeah, he, the boy did tweet something that made us think that he was probably going to be in it from set.
2: Yeah. So. Well, that would be cool.
0: Yeah. Um, coming out on Monday, May 4th, star wars day the mandalorian documentary on disney plus looking very much forward to that
1: yeah rise of skywalker is gonna premiere that day on disney plus also
0: there you go i don't know that i care to watch that again
1: i probably would i kind of want to well on one hand i liked it more than a lot of people seem to like it same Afraid if i rewatch it that my opinion will change
0: but yeah um, i watched it three times it's, a, uh, it's okay. I, I, yeah, I agree. I liked it more than most people, but I still don't think it was the ending I was hoping for.
2: You know you know what I don't like is the fact that uh, Hollywood season one is out today and it is rotten. What is uh, that? That's the Ryan Murphy. It's an eight part series.
0: Oh, and, on Netflix. On
2: Netflix with uh, Darren Criss, uh, Dylan McDermott, Samara, Samara Weaving, um so it has a 59
0: is it like a documentary or is it like a no it's, just, it's like yeah. a
1: retelling of history sort of thing like um uh like a drunk history <laughs> no it's like a serious thing but it's just it's like in the old-timey hollywood of like the 50s i think mm. um or, or are maybe they, sooner are they that. playing
0: real people or fake people
1: some of them are real, but I think some might be fake. But it's like basically, you know, they're making like a black woman a star. They're making this black man he's like a screenwriter and um, they're being a lot more open with sexuality and stuff. But it's like an alternate history sort of thing. It's more like oh. they're quote unquote rewriting
0: history. Like I'm most- going to be honest. I'm not a big fan of Ryan Murphy's stuff.
1: I'm not either. I, I, I've only seen one season of American Horror Story and I did really like it, but I never bothered to watch any anymore. I-
2: I've always really had had a soft spot for him because um, I loved like Nip Tuck back in the day. Yeah. I did, like, to about, like some of his older stuff. I really liked American Horror Story when it first started, and then it just it's kind too of, much.
0: It's like too much. I think
2: the thing about Ryan Murphy is, I feel like he always produces stuff that's like that's okay. Like if I watch this show, I'm sure I'd say it's okay. I don't think he ever does anything that's bad it's always like a safe bet that he's going to do something either really good or just okay. I uh, think that's
0: because he knows his audience. Yeah. Like, and I, th- I think that's why I don't like, cause I'm like not his target audience. And like, I think he is always doing things for like the people he knows who will really like his stuff.
2: Yeah. Well, I saw um, uh, GQ had an article and I, that's how I remembered. I was like, Oh, I didn't even realize it was actually on Netflix right now. It was released today. Apparently Jim Parsons is a villain. And yeah. we said that like this that he goes from like ultimate nerd to ultimate bad guy. And I'm sitting here like, I've never liked Jim Parsons at all. I never really got into the Big Bang Theory, but I feel like I'm intrigued to see him in kind of a different role because I feel like he could do a good bad guy.
1: But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, honestly the trailer looked interesting, but like I said, I'm not a big Ryan Murphy guy. He he just puts out so much that like at some point, they, it can't be good. I feel like it's... It's you know, also like,
0: over the top. I think that's just why. Yeah. I'm like, I, I don't know. It's all just weird over the top uh, stuff. I am
2: really excited, though, for um, the... So, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed American Crime Story, but I'm really excited for this next one with the uh, Clinton debacle. I think that'll be really interesting. Yeah. So I will be watching that. I like more of that stuff that he does. Not so much like the American horror story. And then I don't think that the other series that he did on Netflix, was it like, um,
1: the politician.
2: Yes. Yeah. I don't think that was really well received either. So I can't
1: remember, but I know that they're already doing a season two, but that's because that show was planned to be like three different time periods of this kid's political career or something. Uh, ben Platt's character, which is an interesting idea, but you know, I don't know.
0: Let's talk about what we've been watching. I'm going to go first just because I haven't been watching anything except Community and uh, the Michael Jordan documentary, Last Dance, which is phenomenal. I really, really like it. I don't care if you're not a sports fan. It's just very, really, really, really love it. I was
2: afraid that Gretchen wouldn't even like it um, because, you know, I mean, she was born in 91 and I was – you know, one in 87, but like that I still have, I had a little too much to drink when we started it. And I threw on, I have a kid's Jersey of Michael that I have. That's Michael Jordan. Back you in fit day. into your kid's and Jersey. Like, barely, barely. It was like really skin tight on me, but I <laughs> my, hat on and my my Jordan Jersey. And she was like, just stop talking. Cause it was just like fun to reminisce. Like all the, the, you know, stuff back in the day. And then your know, Williams was in it. And so some KU type stuff, um, even like a non decay state in there too with the triangle offense. It was it's just a really fascinating show because you don't ever know some of the stuff. Like the Scottie Pippen episode was very interesting. The Dennis Rodman episode was crazy.
0: I mean, there's so much behind the scenes stuff that if you're a Bulls fan, like my brother was and I because my brother was a Bulls fan as a kid, I was a Bulls fan as a kid, so like I loved Michael Jordan, I love that era, I love that team. So oh, I'm coming into it as a fan already, but like I didn't know any of that backstory. My brother did. So like, it's fascinating to him because he's like, oh, I remember all this stuff happening and it's new to me, even though I really like that team. I'm like, I didn't know any of this stuff. Like, this is so much drama. It's like so fascinating that the stuff they got away with back then that they would never get away with now. So
2: yeah, Yeah. really, really well made series. I was very impressed. And I, I only started it because it literally on Sundays, it reminds me of Game of Thrones. Everyone. Yeah. Follow talks about the last dance it's
0: like a community like watching experience for yeah. sure community and i've also been watching <laughs> the community which is still hilarious um also dave you brought up dave we finished dave so well done um finale. i just love that show i don't i didn't like it the first time i watched it because i was like oh this is so gross but then like once you get used to that like raunch humor yeah and realize that it's not just raunchy for the sake of being raunchy like i think there's like meaning behind it and it's i really yeah it's a good show too
1: well and some of it is kind of realistic in a way like uh which kind of makes it uncomfortable because it's you know like his relationship with his girlfriend you know or something you know their their sex life and stuff it's like it's raunchy but it's because it's kind of real but it just makes it uncomfortable but yeah i i really liked it i thought it had a great finale too
0: fun fun good show really cool show Reminds me a little bit of Atlanta, but I have the same. Just like wow, that was really well done. So yeah. that's
2: what I watched. Nice. Um, I the only thing I really watch besides Bravo, obviously, um, is we, uh, I watched The Assistant on Amazon. Uh, you can rent it for five ninety nine on Amazon, oh. and I was like, well, I'm gonna give my money to Julia Garner. Because <laughs> Um, but it was, it was a really interesting film and Gretchen didn't really like it that much. Um, it's very slow, very quiet. Uh, it's really just like Julia Garner. And then the only other person you'll probably recognize is, uh, and I forgot the actor's name, but in succession, the goofy, um, husband to the, the, oh gosh, I totally forgot his name. So I'm not explaining this. Um, But he's like the goofy, he's in charge of, it's been a while since he's been in Succession, but like, oh gosh, I forgot his name. You recognize him from Succession. He's in
0: Pride and Prejudice. Is that who you're talking about?
2: Yes, yes.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so it was It was just really fascinating because it was uh, a real story. I mean, not The
0: actor's like, name is Matthew McFadden.
2: Okay, perfect.
0: Tom, he plays Tom. That is,
2: that is him. Yes, Tom, there you go. Um, but it's it's basically just this assistant, uh, Julia Garner, who she's an assistant to, uh, I think like a Hollywood either producer or like a head of the studio. And uh, it's a really real take kind of on what you know, went on with Harvey Weinstein and that whole situation. And so she sees things that are going on that she knows are wrong and she's trying to figure out how to say something. But she's very new. She's very shy. She's trying to like move up in the... Does this the- take
0: place in present time or is it...
2: Yeah, it's present time.
0: Okay.
2: Um, so it was just, it, it, I, I only saw it because Vox wrote an article saying it was uh, the best movie of the year so far. And so, um, yeah, I, I gave it a shot and I think it has like a 92 out of 100 and something reviews. Um, but I just think she's great. I mean, it, is, it isn't for everyone because it is a very like quiet film uh, more on dialogue not a whole lot happens um, but I just like those movies that are kind of uh, depressing and real and whatnot so I don't know Justin's like I don't like superhero movies I just like depressing movies that I can sit at home and watch so you know
1: it's funny Julia Garner is probably one of the more famous actresses who I've seen her in nothing <laughs> like I've seen nothing yeah. and, and I know that's because it's a lot of TV stuff like Ozark and Dirty John and
2: yeah i was gonna say i saw dirty john um and she was good in that but yeah i mean besides that in ozark
1: yeah
0: americans she was in the americans right the americans
1: i feel like there was another show she had a bit in but yeah it's like i've not seen anything she's done but uh but i've heard the assistant's really good i'm definitely interested in it
2: she won a
0: was it a golden globe or an emmy
2: i think she won an emmy
0: emmy yeah yeah
2: she, um, yeah, she's really, really good. And I think there's really nothing that she can't do. Um, she's
1: married to the lead singer, of uh, Foster the People. Oh.
2: I learned wonder that.
0: how old is she?
2: I feel like she's got to be like 20-something. Um, like in her 20s. She's 26. Mm. Yeah. But she's great. Movie, the movie's short. I think it's like... 87 minutes 82 minutes something around there so it's pretty short but if you like indies uh really disturbing story then it's for you (laughs) uh i've been kind of watching chris who's
0: like i love uncut gems and really disturbing stories but also need some bravo reality shows in my life
2: (laughs) that's the world i live in it's like one extreme and the other i don't yeah yeah
0: yeah. you
2: know whatever
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've also been rewatching Community. I've been rewatching Stranger Things. I'm in. I'm almost done with season two of Stranger Things. Um, I haven't been that into season two, actually, on this rewatch. And I know we've talked about that before that it's not quite as good. But um, like the first few episodes, especially, I, just kind of a slog to get through. And then I completely skipped that uh, 11 episode where she goes off with her.
0: Oh, that's a good episode.
1: No, I disagree. I don't like that. Oh, I love that episode. The
2: best part of that whole episode is at the end, uh, there's a, a song, um, I forgot what it's called, but yeah. it's when she's, like, saying bye to her friend or whatever, and it's so good. And that was really, like, the only part of that episode I liked.
0: I think wow. um, I, it feels weird just because it's, like, there's so much more story there with these other kids that they don't really get into, but I, I like the, um, the look of it, like, the cinematography yeah, of that, that episode. Yeah, you
1: yeah. know, no, it's well made. It's just more like it should have been a B plot rather than a whole episode dedicated to that, especially because the episode before has like is like a big cliffhanger moment. And then you have a whole episode of her junk. But anyways, um, I've also so I watched I'm trying to get caught up on some movies. So like I watched uh, Buster Scruggs or The Ballad of Buster Scruggs the other day, which was fine you know, didn't love it, but didn't dislike it. There were, like, some stories in there I really I really enjoyed, um, and then some of the other ones were fine, just fine.
0: It should have been a series, not a yeah, movie. Yeah,
1: that might have been good. Um, I also watched Hell Caesar by the Coens, because that's on Netflix, um, which I also liked, but didn't love. It's kind of a, you know, you know, the Coens, I would argue, have never done anything bad, just some things that aren't as good, and so Hell Caesar was another one of those. It's like a great cast and funny moments, but um, I watched uh, Nashville from 1975. That was by Robert Altman, which was incredible. Um, it's very long. It's two hours and 40 minutes, so it was a bit... Uh, but it had a great payoff. Like, it was very rewarding in that way. It's got also got tons of people in it, like Shelley Duvall is in it, and uh, 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 Keith Carradine, and... Alan Garfield, and Jeff Goldblum is in there, and Scott Glenn, like, tons of people. Wow. Very good. Um, and then I watched Extraction. So that's my new movie that I wanted to try. I wanted to watch something new. I knew we were podcasting. I was like, I need to watch something new. So I'll I watched watch. Extraction
0: on Netflix. Did you see the behind-the-scenes, like, of how they filmed some of that car chase? Is that he was, like, strapped to a hood? No. Yeah, no. the director strapped himself to the hood of a car and was following along the other cars in the car chase, and he had a camera in his hand, and that's how he filmed it.
1: There is a, like, 11-and-a-half, 12-minute sequence that's, like, made to look like all one take. It's it, There's no way it is, just based on everything that's happening, But I, so they probably do some clever, like, trick photography to, to hide some cuts in there, but it's a really incredible sequence. The movie overall is just fine. Um, like... It kind of borrows a little too much from John Wick, in my opinion. It's like John Wick if he was a mercenary in Bangladesh. Um, but uh, some crazy, crazy, violent fight scenes and action sequences that are very well done. Um, and Chris Hemsworth is good in it, but like his characters... I mean, it's There's like, no
0: arc, yeah. It's just a, a uh, dumb action movie, kind of. Yeah,
1: he's a very recycled character in the story itself. I mean, it's nothing... It's like. If you watch it, it's for those action sequences. Pretty great stuff. Um, I'm sure this director um, Sam Hargrave is going to do some cool stuff. Another like John Wick, you know, scenario. I think where he's going to go on to do really cool action movies.
0: But, I wonder if they'll have them for like one of the Bond movies, like in the future or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was
1: it, it was a well made um, movie, but you know, good mindless Netflix fun.
0: I'm in. I like action stuff with Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's all we got, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think so.
0: It's been a joy talking talking to you, gentlemen.
1: Yeah. Nice
0: to see you guys. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye bye. Bye bye.